Rock and Roll Death Brigade Podcast with Randy Rocket Cody. All right. It's Rock and Roll Death Brigade Podcast with me, Randy Rocket Cody of TheMetalDen.com. It is March 21st, 2021, Sunday. Hope everyone's doing good and having some uh, good times with friends and family this weekend. And, you know, I know here in Fort Worth, Texas, things are starting to loosen up with the restrictions and uh, whatnot. So hopefully things are going well in your area. Uh, I know it's still still a lot of bad stuff going on, like per se, in uh, California. A lot of restrictions going on there. I know in Los Angeles, my family still lives there. Uh, so I'm still hearing all the horror stories. And, uh, you know, my recent interview with Dale Henderson, he talked about how the homeless are everywhere. And I watched a thing on YouTube the other day. And, yeah, I was blown away down specifically in Venice Beach uh, area. I, I had no idea that it was that bad. I haven't lived in that area for a decade and a half about, but um, people have been telling me. And, and when I watched the thing, I just couldn't believe that what I saw. And it's crazy. I mean, uh, my heart goes out to all those people. Hopefully, you know, there's going to be some people that pop up and do some things to help the situation because it's, it's pretty bad. You know, and I don't know how much more, you know, disgraceful that this can get and so a lot of people are hurting out there and here we are you know we're, we're waiting on what the third stimulus check only in well over a year that this pandemic has gone on so are you kidding me people are hurting out there and this government all these these uh government people all these agencies all these federal people they're all making tons of money they're all doing just just freaking fine but do they give a rat's ass about you or me no they really don't and that's what this is all about you know this new world order is is uh just a, a really obvious and blatant nazi move on on this the world it's you know as i've said in all my reporting that i've been doing especially with the uh reports on the Zodiac Killer, uh, you know, you've got to look into what what these people like Henry Ford and uh, what they were really into, and how they supported the Nazis. And so, you know, America literally, you know, gave up their their butt, if you will. You know, they, they just literally bent over for, for the Nazis, in my opinion. And that's why we're we're in the situation that we're at now with all this craziness going on because the new world order is perpetrating its its agenda all all throughout every country in this world and but specifically here in America this is the Fourth Reich and this is where a large very large extermination campaign is going to it's already it's already gone on it's covertly going on. But it's going to continue to go on, and it's going to go on on a much grander scale, I believe, further down the road. Uh, if they're going to truly do the things that they're talking about, again, you look at Georgia Guidestones I've, I've spoken about. You need to research that. Uh, this is all very real. 
it's very scary. And the stuff that I, I write about is, is not, you know, it's, it's not something that you necessarily want to share immediately with anybody that you know, uh, because you need to digest it yourself. You need to research what I'm talking about. And then if you feel comfortable in talking to other family members about it, obviously you got to be careful with sharing it with kids you know, under 18 and whatnot. Um, but maybe giving kids an idea and dropping, dropping little nuggets or seeds of wisdom that uh, can help them start to wake up. Because I'm telling you all right now, whether you want to listen to me or not, in terms of what I've got to say, things are going full steam ahead. And what you're going to see happen here in, in the next uh, handful of years even is, is going to blow your minds. So let's go ahead and talk now about what's going on at the MetalDen.com site. We've got a lot of stories been posted there. You know, I'm always uh, making sure that it's, it's updated and current with news every day, every 24-hour cycle. You know, a lot of these other websites I look at out there, that's not the case. They they're just, you know, maybe every two, three, four days they'll put out a, a, a press release, you know, put something up, you know, maybe a couple one day and then, you know, take off a day and come back the next day, maybe do one. And then it's like, no, you know, this you've got to put up some news. And that's what I love about my side is that the Metal Den is I'm putting up stuff that nobody else is putting up. So we're going to talk about some of these stories before we get rocking with some music. Uh, we got uh, Lamb of God has released a new live video. Ministry has a, uh, announced fall tour. That's called Industrial Strength Tour. And uh, Philip H. and Selmo and the Illegals have a walkthrough exits only on tape pre-order now available. This is a special limited edition type of deal with the, uh, the tape. So definitely check that out. Secret Society, that's Tony Martin-fronted uh, project. Uh, he's he's doing former Black Sabbath vocalist. He's released a new song teaser. I'm going to uh, have that included here in the podcast, so you can check that out. Go Ahead and Die has debuted our first single. So definitely check that out. You know, that's Max from Soulfly and X Sepultura. So check out those news stories at themetalden.com as well as the latest reviews and interviews. Uh, I did just post, post up the uh, Jessica Darlin Part 2 interview. That's available now on this podcast. So if you're on, you know, looking at the interface on Spotify or whatnot and you're looking at the episode, you'll see the Jessica Darlin Part 2. And you can check it out there. It got pulled down from YouTube. Uh, I tried to get it on there on my personal one, and um, they pulled it. They pulled it down for sexual content. So so far so good with the Spotify. I also want to do a special shout out to Jessica Darlin, uh, who's you know big time hardcore heavy metal uh, fan into that type of music and that that whole way of of life, which is really cool, and really made our interview and discussion that much cooler and, and more uh, really just something that I, I always cherish because I mean I just uh, never expected to have such a, a cool connection with someone uh, that you've watched from afar you know or whatnot um, and literally just were 
in awe of, of this woman. So, uh, Jessica, thank you so much again for the interview. And uh, I want to wish you a happy birthday. You know, this will be turning into the uh, 22nd here, uh, March 22nd, and that is Jessica Darlin's birthday. So I want to go ahead and wish her a happy birthday. I hope she has, hope you have a wonderful time, babe. All right, so before we get jamming with some music, I just want to also update everyone that will be appearing back on FM Rock Radio, WQEE 99.1, with host Ryan O'Neill. Uh, we're going to be discussing, uh, well, I can't really go into too much details on it, but it will involve Kurt Cobain. So there's a whole lot of questions people have been asking me about when's the next Kurt Cobain report coming. It's going to be coming in around that time. And uh, and then all the other stuff I'll be doing, I have a, the Brandon, uh, Brandon Lee part two on his report. Everyone's been asking about that. That'll be coming up as well as Chester Bennington's next report will be coming up soon. So keep your eyes out on uh, themetalden.com and my personal site, randyrockcody.com, and of course, thepornden.com. I'm just getting slamming all sorts of uh, views everywhere with all the sites. And uh, so I'm real, real thankful to everyone who's spreading the word, uh, enjoys what I'm doing. I have a lot of fun doing it. So it's really cool to see people into, into what's going on. Um, Again, one of the coolest things I think about what, what I'm doing at TheMetalDan.com and all of my other sites is that it just really gives a, a fan feel. You know, that's it's what I told Dale Henderson in our interview that we just did. That I said, you know, that to me, I'm not, I don't look at myself like I'm some kind of rock star just because I'm well known in the rock and roll industry. I, I just, I refuse to do that. I'm a fan, first and foremost, because that's the way it always was when I was coming up, you know, and I still look at it like that when I run my site because it's it's what I what I do. I'm acting like a fan. I'm posting stuff that I'm interested in that I think y'all will be interested in, uh, or I'm writing something that I think you'll be interested in about a particular band or, or interviewing that band. Uh, so it's the coolest thing because it really is my my experience as a fan of the of the music and and uh, of adult triple x and as well uh with just journalism and conspiracy theories that sort of stuff which i've always been into so you know i think it's it really gives you all all three sites really give you that now i do have my uh baseball den uh blog that's just back up i'm going to be following the uh the new baseball season and uh, I do have a massive amount of baseball cards, so I do uh, sell those as well and make some pretty decent money doing it. So if you're into trying to get a return on your, your, your investment, that's one of the better things to do nowadays uh, is get into sports cards. Basketball is just going off itself right now. Uh, my wife's nephew has been making bank doing all of that. And so I've been doing it uh, myself with the baseball cards because I have a large collection. And so anyways, uh, you will see those available uh, on the Metal Den eBay uh, as well with other items that, that uh, I offer for, you know, from the website down to memorabilia like TMD buttons and that sort of stuff. 
the Truth for Chris shirt um, is still available. If you have any questions about any of this, you can just send me an email to themetaldan at gmail.com. Okay, well, uh, just want to say thank you again to everyone who's out there who's been sharing my, my work and showing me love and sending me a message or you know saying some cool stuff about what I'm doing. I really appreciate it. I appreciate just the fact that, you know, you're into what I'm I'm in, into, you know, I mean, and this is a crazy world that we live in and it's it's nice to be able to vent and have a little bit whether it's at so, you know, having fun at someone's uh, expense, you know, I mean, whatever it is, we're just looking to have some fun. It's a crazy time to live right now. And uh, a lot of a lot of restrictions, a lot of your uh, rights are in jeopardy. Uh, a lot of restrictions in place still. And they're talking about a COVID, another surge for the COVID. So that who knows what that's going to lead to? Who knows how long this is going to go on? Who knows when the big rock concerts are going to come back? And we'll just have to wait and see with all that. But right now we've got the music. And uh, that's the most important thing you got to remember. Any band out there who wants to, you know, put out a single with me, you don't want to put out a whole album because you can't afford to produce one to begin with. And you don't have shows that you're really playing to, to make up the uh, the loss of uh, or the cost of how, how much it costs to make the, the album. Put out a single. So hit me up and send it to me at themetaldenatgmail.com for 25 bucks. I'll put it up uh, on the on the website, give you a little push on as well on the Facebook and Twitter, and we'll make it happen for you because, you know, that's one of the easiest, simplest ways to, you know, get some money made, put it up on TuneCore, uh, wherever you want to do it, Bandcamp, however you want to do it, get it up and you'll be amazed at how well you do, you know, but you got to work hard at uh, approaching your, uh, your fan base of people that follow you and letting them know about what you're doing. And, uh, and that sort of stuff. And, and again, that's where a good press releases helps because you can make those announcements and tell people what's going on. So I do also do those. If you look at the services area on the melden.com, I'll tell you how much press releases and publicists and all that stuff, all those services cost, okay? All right, let's get rocking with some music.
some of the craziest, like, hardcore shows. And the craziest dance floor I ever saw was Hatebreed. I've never seen... That's what my wife says. More people try to kill each other. Yeah. Yeah, I've never been to a Hatebreed show. I've only gotten into Hatebreed in the more recent years. Well, I've been into Hatebreed really since I started. You need to just go to a show. Yeah. I, 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 uh, my wife's been to several of them with Hatebreed. See, I came from themselves. I came from the old school of, of uh, Iron Maiden and oh, yeah. uh, and uh, Motley Crue and and that's kind of worked. But these, like you said, the, this newer, I've heard that said about um, my my wife has said that that she said that was the craziest show she's ever been to. I don't know what is. I was sitting at the dance floor, and I have been to some crazy shows like Biohazard, and I've seen just like fights break out and people just go nuts. But I'm sitting there with my husband, and, like, I grew up, like, in the hardcore scene, like, going to shows and dancing and being on the floor. And I'm standing, I'm standing by him, and we're just kind of, like, hanging out. And, like, I think uh, some Motorhead played before. And, you know, like, I'm just watching Motorhead. I'm like, you know, they're cool. And then all of a sudden, like, hate breed comes on. And I swear to God, like, the whole entire room changed. Some guy was, like, fighting a chick on the dance floor. And I'm like grabbing the girl, and the guy's trying to hit, trying to beat on me. Now my husband's beating on that guy, and I finally pulls me away, and I'm just like, "What in the fuck is with hate breed? Like, when did hate breed become like where everyone gets this fucking angry? I didn't understand it. That it every time I die, people go crazy for that too, but nothing like hate breed. I've never seen it. I can't explain it. It's like. I don't know. Well, have you been to it's a like, Slayer show? Oh, God, I've seen Slayer so many times I can't even count anymore. Well, oh Slayer, God. I should say Slayer, when they first started out, I mean, the shows were a lot smaller, um, smaller venues or whatnot. But I was I was out at the OzFest, once it's multiple different OzFests, but I remember the OzFest I went out to, um, it was the first one, 96. Oh, wow. So yeah. you're talking, yeah, you're talking Old school, yeah. yeah. I went to the very first one. I just happened to go. I don't know how I ended up there, but um, I saw a girl being walked on a leash. Oh, awesome. And I thought, okay, this is going to be a trip. And then I saw a kid punch a dude who was sitting down in the head. Just awesome. randomly walked and punched him in the head. And this kid laughs and starts running. I thought that was great. And, oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. And, and then I told my buddy – I was with several of my buddies, but I told my one buddy, I said, dude, you got to be careful because when Slayer comes on, you know, it's every man for themselves here, okay? You need to understand That's that. True. And he was looking hey, at me bro. like, yeah, well, he's looking at me like I'm an asshole. I said, dude, I'm just telling you, dude, so that you don't cry to me later about what, what's going to happen to you because yeah, you're going to get you. you're gonna get hurt, bro, if, you don't, if you're not careful. I'm going to tell you that right now. And so he's oh, like, oh, you, uh, he, crazy. They, the show started and uh, I was smart. I was smart. Before Slayer started, I went, I went outside the fence to underneath, oh, yeah, underneath like this heated, like tent thingy over me and got another beer. Sweetie, I saw people knocked out. I'm, I'm talking six deep in line that were knocked the fuck out on stretchers. Oh, I believe it. Okay. I they weren't even being attended crazy. to. They weren't even being attended to. They were on the stretchers. Oh in a line, knocked out. That's nuts. Okay, I'm telling you the truth. And I was, I grabbed my beer, got my beer, whoever paid how much for that thing, and I cruised over there. I'm, I'm the only person standing underneath this tent, right? And I'm looking at the sea of crazy sons of bitches out on the other side of this fence, and the fence is like half coming down. 
And as soon as Slayer started, the end, I mean, it was like the end of the world. Oh, they go crazy. It they... was the most psycho ap apocalyptic thing I've ever seen in my life. People were throwing the, okay, they had the, the bonfires. Now, I've been to shows at this Ausfest later than this, so I can tell you that this was so mayhem. They were taking the porta potties and throwing them into bonfires. Oh, my God. Okay. It's Slayer. Slayer brings out the brings out the worst. Of it people. was. I'm talking huge bonfires. I'm not talking just like you could freaking. I mean, these were huge bonfires. Like it swallowed up that thing. Oh my god! When they threw the fuck, it swallowed it up. And I was like, that's, "This is fucking crazy." There's like two or different, three different ones all around now. When I went to, I, when I went back, I've been several different times. But the one last times I went, um, they uh, they. Any kind of little fire, there's guys running through the crowd for the, you know, for the, for the, uh, that work there, the staff that would put it out right away. So there's no way that you could get a big one going. But I'm telling you right now that it, it looked like hell on earth was happening. I mean, an entire, my buddy, okay, there was this, um, out there in Devore, California, where they hold it uh, out there. Uh, I think they called it the Blockbuster Pavilion was the last thing I heard they called it, whatever. But there's this bar, this metal bar. And I told my buddy, I said, dude, be careful, dude. I'm telling you, they're going to shift. The crowd's going to shift. And, you know, be careful. There's that bar up there, you know. And uh, he's going to look at me like I'm crazy. I'm, I'm telling you, dude, be careful. So later on, while I'm after, after it all went down, after the set was over, I cruised out and was like, I went back in and was went looking for my buddy. And I finally found him, and he had gotten pressed up against that metal Pole. Oh my god. Okay. So he's just there the whole time. He was crushed. Oh my god. Okay, he got he got when they when the whole when the crowd shifted it, it pitched forward. Ugh. And every everybody was like he was basically pinned up against the thing, the whole fucking set. And uh, that that metal uh, pole thing at about his waist, you know, and just uh I mean Hundreds, if not thousands, of people behind him pushing him. That's crazy. That's 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 <laughs> insane. I know that uh, as my husband told me, he said one of the craziest shows he ever saw was um, to this day. To this day, he went and saw a white zombie and Danzig play. This was back in ninety. Two, mm -hmm. you would think like zombie is crazy and Danzig really. He said when the band started, like when they started, when as a white zombie and Danzig started, that he was literally off the ground. They were like picking him up because they were they were going crazy, and I was like, really, like like a white zombie show. But he says, yeah, it was still like one of the craziest shows he's ever seen, and that was like. I mean, like, you don't think of that now when you hear Foxy Foxy by Rob Zombie. But there was a time when they were... Oh, cool. yeah. No, 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 no. White Zombie had a, had a... That first album... That was great. ...is a masterpiece. That's why they're best. Like, and Soul Crusher. you want to talk about... Um, well, just everybody in the, ba in the band, uh, I really just thought was down to the drummer. Uh, oh, they were so great. Everybody was, was so great. Everybody great. did just this one of those rare things, and they were so uh, it was just very. Um, what do you think of what's the name? Uh, what's that? Like now he's in trouble with those ladies with the Me Too movement. Brian, uh, uh, what do you call him? Marilyn. 
Oh, Marilyn Manson. Yes, Manson. Let's see, I grew up in South Florida. So where I grew up, they were Marilyn Manson and the Spooky Kids. Yeah. So I would go and see them play for like 10. They were just like a band that played on the weekend. Yeah. And I was like 16 or 17. And I remember Brian, because he was only a couple years older than me. And I remember he was hitting them, and I was like, ew, you're that guy in that weird band. Ugh. No, I think, fuck, I should have gone on a date with him once. I know he's going to be Brian Warner with, you know, Marilyn Manson. But I, but he had, um, so Twiggy was his uh, bassist. Mm-hmm. So he had a bassist named Twiggy. And he was, uh, played with them, and then he got the Twiggy that he has today. Well, they're, they're all named after serial killers. Yeah. Everybody but the original in the band. Twiggy wasn't the Twiggy he has now. Twiggy played in a death metal band called Am- Am- uh, Am- Googleard. So he went from playing in a death metal band to going over to um, to the Spooky Kids. And I remember I was like, wasn't he just in that death metal band we saw last week? So he really changed. He really changed the sound. Like when he came over. But when they became big, I'm sorry, he's always going to be Brian, that weird kid at, that played at the plus five on the weekends. And I feel bad for him because he's in a lot of trouble right now. Um, well, I can tell you this, that he was, uh, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. He was a very, he was, he was Alice Cooper. Do you remember Alice Cooper? And, oh, yeah. And, and, and his, his whole uh, story musically, how, how, he, how he came about. I mean, very similar. Um, but now he's in trouble with all the girls. Now they're saying that he raped them and he groomed them. And, oh, that poor guy. Well, he, he's al- he's him. always had he's always had his his fair share of controversy. But the one thing and I will say about him, I will say this about him, and anybody can say what they want. Um, I saw him perform at one of the Ozfests. He stole it. Oh, he's really. You should have seen him. Before he became this person he is now, when he played at the Plus Five as the Spooky Kids, like when he played those concerts on the weekends, yeah, he would like he did way more risky stuff. He had like oh, yeah. a bunch of naked girls on crosses. He had a kid in a cage for a while. He was naked. Girls were naked. I mean, he did way more crazier stuff. He was. He was. Yeah. He was like he was a watered down Gigi. But he was cool, and he played with um, uh, he played with the Jenna tortures all the time because you had yeah. to be eighteen to go to Jenna torture shows. Yeah. Well, I saw Jen, and I love Jen. For Jen, I still do. I have her tattooed on me, and she's one of my idols. But they did some really cool stuff. What about when, what he, about Wendy O? Oh, oh yeah, from the Plasmatics. Oh yeah, she's a big deal. I like I like Joan Jet too. I like the Runaways. See, music has been really big for me since I was a kid, going to shows. And I met so my husband at a DRI concert. Wow. So, so music means a lot to me. And concerts is something that so my husband and I have gone to our whole lives. So we've been going to metal and hardcore shows our whole life. So it's, it's a big thing for us. Like, he plays metal when I go to sleep at night. That's how we go to sleep. We listen to uh, to the metal station on Sirius, and we went and saw so Metallica play because when they came, because I'd never seen him play. He's seen him two or three times, and I wanted to go see him once, you know, in my life. So we're sitting in um, the big big stadium here, and we're waiting for them to go on. 
and they're playing the metal in between the, mm -hmm. the sets. Mm -hmm. My husband and I are sleeping because we're used to falling asleep to it in bed. Oh my God, we're, that's hilarious. We're probably one of the only people during Metallica that had fallen asleep. Oh He's like, God. I think we're sleeping. I go, yeah, it's because you play metal all the time in the bedroom. We're tired. I said, I'm tired too. That is too But it's such a great show. They're so talented. Oh yeah, it's so it's, fun. it's when you get to that level, it's they just put on a great show every night. You know what I mean? I had such a nice time. I've seen, um, I saw Ozzy play with Incubus, or Black Sabbath play with Incubus, which was a weird, weird combo. But that was a really cool. That show. That was actually that reminds me. That was actually one of the uh, one of the times I met Ron Jeremy was the night that I uh, met Lars. From Metallica. Oh, at, oh, cool. Yeah, at the Rainbow, I'd actually been, uh, I'd been drinking with a buddy of mine. Uh, we were, he just came to my pad. We were, we were living um, in Chatsworth, and he lived in my same building. And a rocker dude, and uh, Bobby Tazera is his name, and uh, he's in Florida now. And he's, he's, he's a, uh, he, he plays guitar and whatnot. He's had his own bands like that. But anyways, we, we, um, we went, and I was at the time I was roading for a band called Raka. Yeah, I was roading for a band called Raka. I was actually living with them and and uh, being a roadie. I mean, that was how it was. They were getting real close to getting signed by Elektra. Oh, and, nice. Yeah, and they, they were they played on the very first Randy Rhodes tribute show. And uh, Bill Bowling, the guy that was their manager, who I ended up rooming with, uh, went out with uh, Malmsteen, Ingve Malmsteen, and did stuff with him as far as going on tour and kind of like being a bodyguard kind of a guy. Um, yeah. kind of, kind of thing. And, um, but yeah, um, when I got to do that, it was like, wow, man, you talk about just immersing yourself in that. It was just the coolest thing to get to see all these different bands on the strip at the Troubadour. Um, oh, I love the Troubadour. What a great place. I saw DSI play there. What a cool spot. Yeah. The whiskey, the, the whiskey go-go was so cool. Yeah, the this whiskey. Cool. You've got the, well, they've closed down a lot of the places. You know, I had a, uh, in 2006, I had a, I actually got to have a freaking party of all parties. I wish you could have been there. Uh, but I, I got to have a party cool. at uh, House of Blues. It's closed down now. And that was there in, uh, I guess they call it West Hollywood. But, uh, but it was, uh, it was awesome. I mean, I got to have, I had Nick Menza from Megadeth there. Um, also everyone starts, you know, you know how I knew it was a cool party is at the end of the night, I was sitting on a couch and the foundation room is a, is a private room that you, it costs like 3000 a night to, to rent. I got that, through. Yeah. I got lucky. <laughs> such a, such a cool life. Well, I do have to go. The husband is ready to go to bed because he's an old man, but I enjoyed the interview. Do you have any more questions? I don't. I really, I pretty much have I run out of them. I answered everything. I enjoyed talking all about the music. Oh, one more story I'll tell you before I go. Okay. This one you'll find funny because you like music and you're in the middle. So I was signed to Extreme, and we were, um, we had a, we had a, uh, this is where we had the wrestling and the porn company storm while the AVNs, one of the last AVNs I was at, probably 2002. And David Lee Roth played for us because uh, Rob paid for him to play. And I remember it was it was one of the highlights of my life. It was one of David's lowest points of his life. So where I was on my highest point, he was on his lowest. So either way, there we were. We met right in the middle. Well, 
I had a few drinks, and obviously David Lee Roth did, because, I mean, look at him. He's playing for porn people. I mean, this man sold out stadiums. I mean, his, this is low. This is a low point of his life. Right. He probably never tells anyone about this. But right. He played for us in his polka dot pass. I'll never forget. They were hideous. And he kept playing Ice Cream Man and all that crap. You know, he was on his solo tour. Well, I had been drinking. And I said, I want to hear some fucking Panama and some fucking jump. I'm paying you for this shit. I better hear some fucking jump. Needless to say, he didn't play it, but oh, I did run it up gosh, the that is so I thought funny. he needed to play it because we were paying. But I can definitely tell you that was David Lee Ross' lowest point. Oh my God, you killed it. You just killed Feel it. Feel free to tell everybody. You he just did. You just did. Well, it was before, obviously, he, before he got back to back uh, to you know to being with Van Halen and, and got going oh, yeah, again. No. But yeah, he, he had a low point there. I know what you mean. Oh yeah, it was like, oh my god, I'm playing for like 200 porn people and some wrestlers, and oh my this god. drunk girl keeps yelling at me to play some fucking Panama and some jump and some dead or alive. So, but. I will end you on that story. That Feel was great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I had a much. wonderful time with the interview, and uh, thanks for uh, keeping me on the phone. For I mean, that's that's a long. How did I do I this? Usually, I'm good. I'm good. I'm usually one I get off in like thirty minutes, but like we were having such a good time talking about. I'm this. definitely. I had a great time too, sweetie. And um, I just want to thank you so much for it. And um, any, any last words to the fans? I love them all, and tell them to. Come to my OnlyFans. It's it's Jessica Darwin at OnlyFans. You know Jessica Darwin OnlyFans. It's 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 you know it's cool. It's eight ninety nine and I don't charge you a bunch. You know you pay you pay that you get in and pretty much everything is the price at the door. Yeah. Okay. I don't I don't charge people for pics and stuff. You know whatever I charge for you to get in. Well, it's such a special night, this is our last show, that I thought it was uh, appropriate to do a love song. I wrote this about this girl that I met about five years ago. I was going to come out with some money, you know, I'm trying to live out here for a while, and, uh, I met this girl and I wanted to impress her, you know, so we went through all my cash in about a year. <laughs> then one day she said, you know, Sam, it's, uh, there's something missing from our relationship. I said, uh, well, it wouldn't be the cash by any chance, would it, honey? <laughs> she said, no, uh, we found so many special things about each other. I just, I hate to see it all go to waste because the passion's gone. She says, can't we still like see each other once in a while and uh, have lunch or see a movie or just to be friends? I said, yeah, friends. I think I know what you mean. I become some kind of emotional tampon that you need four or five days a month. But no one else will take your fucking bullshit. But we don't fuck. Isn't that about right, honey? That's what friends is. We don't fuck, right? She said, well, yeah, that's kind of it. 
wrote this song. It goes like this. You fucking whore! You use me! You never love me! I'll be a slide under a gas truck and taste your own fucking blood! second show i'm just throwing this out there because i'm pretty fucking high right now how many people think we should just lock the fucking doors and play until six in the fucking morning Woo! i'm down i got nowhere to go definitely don't want to go get locked up again hey uh satchel what is it i don't know if i showed you this in the last show but i brought myself your grandma's couch no dude this is my david lee roth jacket dude oh my god why don't we fucking celebrate Eddie Van fucking Halen right now? One of the greatest heavy metal guitar players that ever fucking lived. I wouldn't be who I am today without Eddie Van Halen and Jack Daniels. I don't think guitar players would be who they are today without Eddie Van Halen. So why don't we celebrate by playing some fucking Van Halen music? We know that Eddie is definitely running with the fucking devil, if you know what I'm saying. You know, you look Eddie Van Halen is running with the fucking devil, if you know what I'm saying. Such a great. Why don't you? Hold on, hold on. Take hold four. On. Take, take four. Take four. Take four. You I'm know. Go ahead. You do it. You do it. You know. No, do it.